Blue Shirts fans to episode number 155 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick, and today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And today, there's really only one place to start, and that is, of course, with the news that Lindy Ruff has agreed to become the new head coach of the New Jersey Devils. Ruff, of course, the longtime head coach of the Buffalo Sabres, and he has spent the last three seasons as the Ranger assistant coach. He actually started with the team as Aline Vigneault's assistant back in 2017-2018. A.V. was fired after that season, but Ruff kind of survived the firing and uh, stayed on as David Quinn's assistant coach. And I've always kind of liked the dynamic between Quinn and Ruff because, you know, the Rangers, we've talked about how with this whole rebuild, they didn't exactly play it safe. They've made a lot of bold moves over the last few years to rebuild this team, start from scratch, kind of lay a new foundation, and that's not exclusive to just the players. It also includes the coaching staff because David Quinn had never been a head coach in the NHL, and they kind of rolled the dice with him. He obviously had a lot of success at Boston University, but this was his first time as a head coach. And really only one season for Quinn, even as an assistant coach in the NHL, and that was with the Colorado Avalanche back in 2012-2013 before he became the head coach of Boston U. But I've always liked the dynamic because you've got Quinn, who's not really used to being a head coach in the NHL, and then you've got Lindy Ruff, who has uh, 19 years as an NHL head coach to his credit, the first 15 coming in Buffalo, and then uh, more recently four seasons with the Dallas Stars. So I've always just kind of liked that. And Quinn, you know, throughout the years has been, well, just two years, but throughout these two years has been very complimentary of Lindy Ruff. And I just like the idea of, you know, the Rangers were bold with their head coaching selection. So if you're going to be bold and you're going to bring in a guy who's completely new to the whole grind of being an NHL head coach, then it's also a good idea to bring in a veteran as the assistant coach, somebody he can kind of lean on a little bit, somebody that can kind of show him the way, and just somebody who can kind of be a counterbalance uh, as far as, you know, dealing with the players. Because Quinn, you know, for the most part, had been dealing with, you know, college kids, whereas, you know, Ruff has had just, you know, year after year after year of coaching NHL professional hockey players. So I just always really enjoyed the dynamic between those two. I will say it is tough to see Lindy Ruff go directly to one of the biggest rivals of the Rangers in the New Jersey Devils. If he was moving on to become the head coach of, say, the Arizona Coyotes, then it would be a lot easier to kind of wish him all the best because obviously the Rangers don't see the Coyotes too often. They're in the Western Conference. You only play them twice in a season. But it's going to be kind of hard to wish him well knowing that he's going directly to the Rangers' biggest rivals. You don't want to see the Devils do too well. But at that same time, by that same token, I do not begrudge Lindy Ruff for doing this. A few episodes episodes ago, you know, we were talking on this show about the possibility of Lindy Ruff becoming the new head coach of the New Jersey Devils because it was clear at that time that he was emerging uh, as a serious candidate, if not the far and away front runner to become the Devils' new head coach. And again, you can't get angry at Lindy Ruff for taking a head coaching position. The Devils had an opening. He jumped at it. He's the new head coach. Good for him. 
And the one point that I made a few episodes ago that I'd also like to make now, the very simple fact that most NHL assistant coaches want to be head coaches. That is the ultimate goal. It's really just as simple as that. And becoming an assistant coach in this league is a tremendous accomplishment in and of itself. But once you've made it that far, odds are that you don't want to just stop there and you eventually would like to kind of be, uh, you know, running the ship and being a head coach and just, uh, you know, presiding over an NHL hockey team. There's only 31 NHL head coaches in the world, and Ruff is about to be one of them. And with Ruff, obviously, it's a little bit different because he had been a head coach in this league 19 different seasons, again, 15 with Buffalo, 4 with Dallas, and now he gets a chance to go back and be a head coach. His stock had fallen a little bit because the Sabres had obviously fallen on some hard times uh, right toward the end of his tenure there. But, I mean, look at what the Sabres have done since they fired Lindy Ruff. They haven't made the playoffs since 2010-2011. That was Ruff's third-to-last season there. They've got a guy with all the talent in the world in Jack Eichel, and they just can't seem to put the pieces together and really even put all that competitive of a team on the ice because, again— you know, they have not made the playoffs since 2010-2011. That is a heck of a drought in a sport where more than half the teams make the postseason. And think about it this year, 24 out of 31 teams going to the playoffs, the Sabres are not one of them. So it's hard to put the Sabres' struggles uh, toward the end of Ruff's tenure on Lindy Ruff. To me, they just come off as a fairly directionless organization. They just don't seem to know what kind of a team they want to put on the ice. They don't seem to know if they want to rebuild or, you know, just go for it right now. It's just been a mess there for a long time. So I don't think their struggles toward the end of Ruff's tenure uh, really fall all that heavily on Lindy Ruff. But I always got the impression that Ruff eventually would like to be a head coach again, and I do think this is a good hire for the Devils because the Devils coming into this season, it's easy to forget this because it feels like an eternity ago, the start of this NHL season. Even the pause feels like an eternity ago, the last time we actually saw NHL hockey. But coming into this year, this season, the Devils are kind of a trendy preseason pick as a team to kind of look out for. They could be a little bit of a sleeper team, you know, watch out for the Devils, and it just never came to fruition for the Devils. They got off to an absolutely miserable start this season, and there were way too many games where it just looked like most of the players on that team had no interest in being out there. They just didn't even want to play hockey. And they end up being sellers at the deadline, and they fire John Hines, who was midway through his fifth season as the Devils head coach. The Devils, at the time of Hines's firing, had a record of 9-13-4, and, and they only had one playoff appearance in his five years as the coach. There were some rumors coming out that maybe the Devils players had kind of turned on Hines a little bit, that he was not liked in the locker room. Although Hines has since become the head coach of the Nashville Predators and will have the honor of coaching them in, in the playoffs. So who knows? But bottom line, Alan Nazardine took over as the Devils interim head coach this season. They played a little bit better under him. They went 19-16-8. and eight. But it will be Lindy Ruff taking over next season. John Hines was kind of a bold pick when the Devils hired him. They kind of they kind of did what the Rangers did with David Quinn, you know, a guy with not really any NHL experience. When Hines was hired, it was his first time being an NHL head coach, and he was relatively young, just 40 years old uh, at the time of his hiring. So now the Devils, after kind of gambling and losing with John Hines and, you know, having the players not really respond to him in the way that they wanted to have them respond to him, again, just one playoff appearance in five seasons. Now, after making the bold pick and losing, they're kind of going with a little bit of a safe pick in Lindy Ruff. He's a veteran coach. He's a guy who's kind of seen it all in the game of hockey. He's had success. He coached the Sabres to the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, granted, that was a long time ago, back in 1998-1999, but he comes through the door, I think, in the Devils locker room with a certain amount of credibility, and after, you know, again, the Devils, they, they took a chance with John Hines. It did not work out. They're playing it a little bit safer with Lindy rough as their next head coach and he should be able to get some of these players on the devils to kind of play up to their potential which they clearly did not do this season again the devils 
popular preseason pick as a team to kind of look out for, a team that was on the rise, and they just absolutely face-planted out of the starting blocks and never really recovered, never really got it going in the right direction. I mean, they were dead and buried in the standings about a month into the season. That's that's how bad of a start they got off to. But with Lindy Ruff, I would imagine the players would respond better to him. You know, again, he's a guy who comes through the door with a little bit more cachet. And I just think that, you know, if the Devils, if they didn't want to play for John Hines and they don't want to play for Lindy Ruff either, then maybe at that point you'd start to realize that the the problem is with the players rather than with the coach. But I do think Lindy Ruff carries a certain amount of respect and he'll coach these guys up and the Devils will be a better team next season than they are this season, uh, unfortunately. I mean, look, we're all Ranger fans. We don't want to see the Devils get better, but I do think they will probably, if I'm being objective, I do think they'll fare better with Lindy Ruff as their head coach than they did with John Hines. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. One other thing that I'd just like to talk about as it pertains to Lindy Ruff is I always thought that he was treated a little bit unfairly by some Ranger fans. Not all, but some. And, you know, a lot of Ranger fans have kind of called him out because the Rangers were not a good defensive team early in the season, weren't really a good defensive team last season either. And in complete fairness, there have been times in Lindy Ruff's tenure that the Rangers defense has left something to be desired. But if you're going to put all that on Lindy Ruff and you're going to blame all of the Rangers' early season defensive struggles on Lindy Ruff, then by that same token, you also have to give him credit for the development of some of the Ranger defensemen this season. I mean, there are three guys that just jump off the page. They are Adam Fox, Ryan Lingrid, and Tony D'Angelo. Let's just give you a quick synopsis of all three of these players because all three of them have given the Rangers far more than we would have expected this season. Start with Adam Fox, okay? We all knew he was talented, but he has had an incredible season. He is very much in the running to be the rookie of the year in the NHL. I don't know if he'll win it or not. I know there's a lot of love for Kale McCarr out there, but bottom line, he's in the race, and he has given us way more than we could have expected. We knew the talent was there, but he has had just an awesome season, looks wise beyond his years out there, and just always seems to do the right thing when he has the puck, always seems to make the right decision, and seems to have great ice vision, and that's very impressive for a young player, and I gotta believe Lindy Ruff has helped him along at least a little bit. I don't think it can be denied, because again, you're gonna put the Rangers' early season defensive woes on Ruff, then you have to also give him credit for the development of these players. Let's also talk about Ryan Lindgren, okay? Not really a 
ton of buzz about Lindgren heading into this season. He started the year with the Wolfpack, and then he got an opportunity with the Rangers, stepped in there for Liber Hayek, and he never looked back. He basically just took the bull by the horns, earned a starting job, and again, you know, he's kind of an old-school throwback kind of player. I, that To me, that sounds like a Lindy Ruff kind of guy because Lindy Ruff's a bit of an old-school coach, and I just get the feeling that Lindy Ruff, uh, you know, probably has had quite a bit to do with Ryan Lindgren's development. Again, another defenseman giving us far more than we would have expected coming into the season. I think a lot of us had at least heard of Ryan Lindgren. He came over via a trade with the Boston Bruins when Rick Nash was sent there. But I don't think we were expecting him to basically become one of the two defensemen on the Rangers' top pairing. And that's basically what he's become alongside Adam Fox. And then you look at Tony D'Angelo. Again, the raw talent has been there for a long time. It, it was there when he was with the Arizona Coyotes. It's been there ever since the Rangers brought him in via a trade a few seasons ago. But this was his true breakout season. This was the year that he finally all put it together, and he did it under Lindy Ruff's watch. And he has become really a, a great player for the Rangers. He will be a restricted free agent in the offseason. That's a whole other debate for a whole different episode. Uh, again, at some point, we're going to look at the Rangers' impending free agents. We did that earlier this season, but eventually we'll revisit it, maybe after the playoffs conclude this year, or at least until uh, when the Rangers' own playoff run concludes. We'll take a look at the impending free agents, and we'll talk about what they can do with Tony D'Angelo. But bottom line, Lindy Ruff has had a hand in the development of all three of these players, and all three of these defensemen have given the Rangers far more than we could have expected coming into the season. And big shout-out to Vince Mercagliano. He does a great job covering the Rangers for lowhud.com, a variety of other publications, USA Today among them. He's been a guest on the podcast a couple of times, but he tweeted out last night that Ruff also coached the Rangers' penalty kill. And from November 23rd through February 19th, the Rangers had the third-best PK in the league at 84.8%. And the Rangers overall on the penalty kill this year have done a pretty solid job. Again, a little bit of a shaky start as they were shaky in all aspects of their defensive game, but they've been good lately. And, you know, that's been a part of the Rangers' surge in the second half. They've played well on special teams, and Lindy Ruff has a big hand in the penalty kill. One other aspect that I wanted to talk about as it pertains to Lindy Ruff becoming the head coach of the Devils is the question of whether or not Ruff would stay on as the assistant coach for the Rangers throughout their playoff tenure. And it was one of those things that kind of seemed like it could go either way. We kind of have some breaking news here. Vince Bercagliano, who I just mentioned a second ago, tweeting out that Lindy Ruff will join the Devils immediately, meaning he will not coach the New York Rangers this summer throughout their playoff tenure. And I will be honest, that does bother me a little bit because it doesn't, I don't begrudge Ruff at all for taking a head coaching position. Again, just about every assistant coach in the NHL wants to be a head coach. He had an opportunity. He took it. He probably did a great job in his interviews. He is a new coach of the Devils. Congratulations. Do what you got to do. But the Devils are not in the playoffs. They have really nothing going on right at this moment. And the Rangers are in the playoffs. And Ruff has been there all season. I would like to see Ruff kind of see this thing through to the end. I don't think that's really asking that much. And I realize that, you know, maybe the Devils, maybe the Devils strong-armed him a little bit. And they said, listen, uh, anybody who becomes our head coach, we expect you to step in right away and go to work and start preparing for the next season. Again, the next hockey season is not as far away as you think. It's going to be starting in December, uh, just two months after the Stanley Cup finals conclude. So, you know, hey, maybe every moment is precious for the Devils and they just feel like they need to get him to go to work right away. I hope the Devils aren't just doing this as a middle finger to the Rangers, uh, which I don't think they are, but I suppose that can't be ruled out. Again, it is a rivalry and maybe they just want to uh, pull him away from the Rangers as quickly as they possibly can. But... Ruff has been a part of this team this season. He made a commitment to be the Rangers' assistant coach this season. And now that the team is in the playoffs, 
you know, let's also keep in mind that Ruff played a role in that. We could debate all along how big or how small of a role Lindy Ruff played in helping this team turn it around and get to the playoffs, but he clearly played a role of some kind. And I just think it'd be nice if he saw this thing through to the end with the New York Rangers. And again, it might not be 100% his decision. Maybe the Devils are, are kind of, you know, I don't want to say forcing, but kind of coaxing him to get to work as their head coach right away. Although then you think about it, and it's like, if the Devils are already kind of strong-arming rough into, you better get to work right away, is that really the best way to start a relationship with the new head coach of your franchise? I don't know. Maybe it's a combination of things. Maybe the Devils wanted Ruff to step in right away, and maybe Ruff himself wanted to step in right away and didn't see a reason to accompany the Rangers to Toronto for the playoffs. Uh, it's hard to tell. I'm sure more details will emerge in the coming days, and we'll talk a little bit more about it at that time. I just think Ruff's been there all year, and... You know, this is his first trip to the playoffs as a member of the Rangers coaching staff. He's obviously, you know, played a role in the development of some of these players. And I just think it would be nice if he would be there and just see this thing through to the end, like I said. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. There is some talk about who could step into Lindy Ruff's role as the Ranger assistant coach for these playoffs. It sounds like Gord Murphy will be joining the coaching staff. He, in 2019, was hired as an assistant coach for the Hartford Wolfpack. He's been there ever since, so obviously he has familiarity with the organization and certainly with a lot of these players as well. I think it's a good choice. I mean, look, it's it's you got to come up with somebody really fast to be an assistant coach. I don't think you're looking for a splashy hire as the assistant coach. You just want somebody who's familiar with the organization, knows these players, is in lockstep with David Quinn, and will just come in and, and basically try to fill the shoes that uh, Lindy Ruff had filled as the assistant coach for the Rangers all season. Uh, maybe he'll be the assistant coach next season. You never know what can happen, but probably a good thing to go with a known commodity here for the short term for this Stanley Cup playoff tournament. And Murphy does have experience as an assistant coach in the NHL. His first time as an assistant coach was with the Columbus Blue Jackets in the 2002-2003 season. He remained in Columbus until 2010 when the entire coaching staff was fired. And he has since been an assistant coach with the Florida Panthers and Philadelphia Flyers before accepting this job as an assistant coach with the Hartford Wolfpack. And now he's back in the NHL. Looks like he will be, uh, I suppose you would say, the interim assistant coach along with uh, David Quinn and the Rangers for these postseason games. Greg Brown could also be ticketed for a bigger role with the Rangers. He came over as an assistant coach when David Quinn was hired. The two of them uh, coached together at Boston University, and the two were actually teammates on the 1986 U.S. World Junior Team. And as for Ruff, you know, again, I think he did a better job here than maybe some Ranger fans would like to admit or maybe than they realize. And it wasn't perfect. I mean, there were times where this team definitely struggled defensively. But when you're going through a rebuild and when you have the youngest team in hockey, I think that's to be expected, at least to some extent. And again, you do have to compliment him for the incredible development of, I mean, several players. But I think none more notable than Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren and Tony D'Angelo. Uh, all those guys have grown by leaps and bounds this season, and they've done it under Lindy Ruff's watch, so he deserves credit for that. I will say this, though. He is leaving to go coach the Devils, and again, we don't know yet if that's his decision, if the Devils are making him do that, you know, stepping away from the Rangers for the playoffs. We don't know, but I will say this. If the Rangers go on some miraculous run and they win the Stanley Cup, Lindy Ruff is not invited to the parade, and that might sound a little bit harsh, but let's face facts here. If he's not going to be there for the playoffs, if he's not going to be there coaching this team through all these postseason games, then he doesn't get to be a part of the celebration either. I think it would just kind of be awkward if he came back. I also realize COVID-19 is still a thing, and there may not be a parade of any kind anyway, regardless of who wins the Stanley Cup, which is really unfortunate. But 
any Stanley Cup parade, whether it's the Rangers or any other team in hockey, it's not going to be happening until October. We are just getting into July here still, and so maybe there is some time. Uh, maybe by then there's a cure. It's at least possible, fingers crossed, not just for hockey, but for the good of the world as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think, you know, a rough. if he's gone, then he's gone. That's it. There's no more uh, affiliation at all with the Rangers, and he doesn't get to come back for any of the celebrations. I hope that's not too harsh for anybody. But yeah, I think overall, Ruff, uh, throughout his three seasons with the Rangers, has contributed and has played a role in getting this team turned around and getting them pointed in the right direction, getting them back into the playoffs as they are now, and getting them looking like a team that is going to be a postseason team for many, many years to come. Again, the Rangers just laying the foundation, and we're just starting to see the fruits of the labor as it relates to this rebuild. And again, you know, Lindy Ruff, you got to give him props for the development of a lot of the Rangers young players. And one last thing we got to talk about today, shifting gears just a little bit here, is the fact that Henrik Lundqvist still has not reported to Rangers training camp. Of the three big goalies, he is the only one not there. Shesterkin is there. Georgiev is there. Lundqvist not yet there. He is in New York, but he is reportedly waiting to be cleared. And he initially went home when the season was paused, recently flew back from Europe to New York and still waiting to get the thumbs up to get on the ice and, uh, you know, start competing for the starting job. Now, we are still in Phase 2 right now, so he's not missing anything that is mandatory. Uh, phase 3 is when mandatory training camp will start, and that is on July 13th, which is this coming Monday. So he's not missing anything that he absolutely needs to be there for, but he is missing valuable practice time and missing a chance to get valuable reps with the Rangers because there's going to be an ongoing battle, as David Quinn mentioned, to be the Rangers starting goalie when the postseason begins. And Quinn has talked about it. It's a wide-open competition. He said there's a case to be made for all three goalies. Uh, Shesterkin has been practicing since the end of June, and Georgiev was among the most recent group of players to participate in Phase 2 practices with the Rangers. So Lundqvist could be losing some ground here, and it's through no fault of his own. Uh, there are certain protocols that need to be followed, and it sounds like he's just waiting to get the thumbs up and the all-clear to start practicing with the team. But he might be falling behind as far as the competition for the Rangers starting goalie is concerned because all these players, goalies, skaters, whatever, you've all got a certain amount of rust to shake off because nobody has played in any games since I believe March 11th was the last day with any NHL uh, games. And so everybody's got to, you know, find their legs again and get back into the swing of things and get ready to go, get ready to dive right into the deep end, basically, because it's the Stanley Cup playoffs. And if Lundqvist isn't there, you know, every single day that, that Shesterkin and Georgiev are out there and they're facing shots from their teammates, uh, Lundqvist is kind of falling farther and farther behind. That's not to say he can't possibly over overcome this. Uh, Lundqvist will very much you know, be given a chance to win the starting job. I still think, and I've said this all along, that when the playoffs start, it will be Igor Shesterkin, who is in net for the Rangers. They really just kind of uh, you know, caught lightning in a bottle when they called Shesterkin up from the AHL. He just played at such a high level with the Wolfpack that the Rangers really had no choice but to bring him up to the Rangers, and he's basically claimed the starting job and just hasn't looked back. And obviously, it's been a little bit of a challenge for the Rangers, you know, juggling the three goalies and trying to find a fair amount of playing time for all three guys. It's been difficult. I think they've handled it about as well as you can. We're also seeing firsthand why teams don't carry three goalies all that often on their NHL roster. But yeah, Lundqvist, you know, he's got to get back. He's got to, uh, hopefully he gets cleared soon and he can just hit the ground running and just do what he can to stake his claim to the starting job. Again, my vote is still for Shesterkin, but I 100% believe that Lundqvist and Georgiev, too, 
should each be given every opportunity to claim the starting job. If they just turn in just a tremendous training camp, uh, maybe maybe Quinn rolls with one of them. You never know. I, I Again, I still think it'll be Shesterkin, but it'll be good to get Lundqvist back in there and let him put his best foot forward as it pertains to trying to win the starting job for the playoffs. Couple other last little bits of news here before we wrap up for the day. I believe I mentioned this a little bit earlier in this episode, kind of just in passing while we were talking about Lindy Ruff. But the 2020-2021 NHL season is tentatively slated to begin on December 1st. And seeing as how the last possible day of the Stanley Cup Finals for this season is October 2nd, it is going to be a very quick turnaround. And if you love hockey and you're like me and you just can't get enough hockey and you just love watching these games, then you're in luck because there's only going to be about a two-month offseason. Again, that's assuming everything goes off without a hitch as it pertains to COVID-19. It's hard to believe that they're going to get through the Stanley Cup playoffs without any issues whatsoever, but I guess right now you just got to keep your fingers crossed and hope that that is indeed what happens, and hopefully COVID, uh, you know, plays as little of a role as possible in determining a Stanley Cup champion, and hopefully just goes away in general, and we can get back to, uh, you know, some semblance of normalcy here. Uh, Obviously, if there's a cure, that would be fantastic news as well, not just for hockey, but for the entire planet. So, you know, fingers crossed that obviously, uh, there's good news coming as it pertains to COVID-19. And, you know, from a hockey perspective, hopefully we can get through these playoffs without too much of an issue. And then there's a report coming from TSN's Bob McKenzie. And this is something we'll talk about a little bit more at greater lengths in our next episode. There's just not quite enough time left today. You know, obviously we had to talk quite a bit about Lindy Ruff and then also Henrik Lundqvist. But when the playoffs begin, we all know it's starting on Saturday, August 1st. That is not new information. But what is new information is the schedule of the playoff games on that day and the days going forward after August 1st. And on Saturday, August 1st, there are going to be a total of six playoff games stretching from noon Eastern time until 10 p.m. Eastern time. There's going to be three games in Toronto, three games in Edmonton. And if you're going by Eastern Standard Time, and that's what I'll use here, you know, since a lot of us are in the New York City area, but you'll get a noon game in Toronto Then you'll get a 2 o'clock game in Edmonton, a 4 o'clock game in Toronto, a 6 o'clock game in Edmonton, an 8 o'clock game in Toronto, and a 10 o'clock game in Edmonton. So in theory, you could be watching hockey for, I don't know, about, let's see, what is that, like 12, 13 hours? You could watch 13 hours of Stanley Cup playoff hockey in one day if you so desire. There's going to be a little bit of an overlap between the games, but you'll be able to pick and choose which games you want to watch. There's no word yet on when the Rangers will play. I mean, hopefully it's that first day. I just want to jump right into it. I know a lot of you guys do as well, but uh, we'll keep our eyes on that. It's going to be a lot of fun seeing the schedule uh, kind of uh, reveal itself as the days and weeks go forward here. So looking forward to that as well. And like I said, we'll break down the schedule a little bit more in our next episode. Just press for time a little bit here today. But that will do it for today's episode. And if you guys would like to get in touch with the podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Now go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest edition of Locked On NHL. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.